Hey, this is George Plaster, and for the very best in sports, keep your dial on 101.7 FM WKOM. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Visit the podcast by going to BigTheBigYellowSchoolBus.com. Coach, we're going to have a great show today. It's just the three of us, and the three of us is you, me, and Superintendent Lisa Ventura. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Good morning, good morning. Man, what an exciting time of year, and and I'm just refreshing myself by reading the email you sent on a Sunday afternoon, the day before school starts, and just got everybody pumped up about school starting. I mean, we had a great week before, but... Tell us why, I mean, your excitement, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, You know, first of all, the the smell of diesel in the air is uh, is a wonderful time uh, for anybody in education. Um, It's what we do. It's it's who we are. It's what we believe, um, bringing students back. For me, uh, Sunday is like Christmas Eve. Um, you know, knowing that students were going to arrive Monday morning, um, the, the anticipation and the excitement of, of seeing, um, little and big faces. Um, you know, obviously we serve kids from, from ages three to 22 in Murray County Public Schools. So, um, there's, there's a lot of variance there. But, um, for me, it is, like I said, it's, it's just the most wonderful time of the year. It is, uh, Christmas and, and New Year's all all in one, um, to be able to welcome 13,000 students into our buildings um, is an honor. Uh, it is a blessing. It is something we should never take for granted. Um, and really, our staff was so ready this year. Um, we are starting the 23-24 school year with a lot of pep in our step, with a lot of excitement. Um, I, I can feel it. It's palpable from from the principals to the teachers to the school nutrition um, across all departments, across every level. We are welcoming students back because that's what we do. I mean, that's that's who we are. Um, no one goes into education. No one stays in education. There may be people who go into education not expecting what what it means, the uh, the huge responsibility, but also the huge blessing it is. Um, it it is truly a gift and a um, it's an awesome responsibility and awesome meaning it is it is a heavy load, but it's a burden that we carry so. Um, so willingly, um, you have to be called into this profession, whether you are working in my school maintenance department, whether you are working in technology, or whether you're the frontline teacher. The why, that's the kids. You, you said know? something that really resonates with me because I came into school work, working for Murray County Public Schools just a few years ago, and I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea how exciting, how much fun, you know, Coach and I, and we bring this show on the road and talk to students. It's so much, I'm not a teacher, but I get to interact. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, get, I get just this uh, chill feeling just listening to you talk about this first day of school. And it's became something to me 
that I'm beginning to really look forward to. The week before, when we're just talking to teachers and the excitement of them coming back from their summer break, these are things that I didn't expect. Absolutely, absolutely. It is it is a a, a fellowship of sorts that um, I don't think people understand unless you're in it. Um, but the like I said, it's just the awesomeness of um, being a part of a student's life. Um, engaging them in in their in their learning um and and sometimes that's teaching them to you know pick up a napkin that they dropped or um you know the the struggle right now is you know learning your cafeteria number um but no matter what area department you work in no matter what area or um geographic location you're in in Murray County i hope that there is this pervasive feeling of of hopefulness. Um, you know, children are our greatest resource and, and we take that, that responsibility seriously, but you can only do it if you love it. You can only, um, you can only partake in that, that special fellowship if you are on point and excited. Um, you know, that, that's where learning occurs. That's how change happens. That's how growth occurs. You know, you have to, you have to be a willing participant in that. I agree. Um, you know, every time you talk about teachers and, and the the people wanting to do something, I think about my daughter, who is a teacher in Anderson County, um, which is just north of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. She is so engulfed and so much loves the profession she chose, and she wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. And it's amazing. And this week, Coach and Lisa – we have our first week of school. This will air after our first week is complete. And we are doing this show early in the week. And so we are experiencing all the highs right now and everything going on, the excitement. Um, we, I was at Riverside Elementary, and you came and joined at Riverside Elementary on uh, Monday morning. Uh, we greeted the students, and I'd never seen so many smiles before. I mean, these, and, and it was just not just the students. The parents were smiling as big as the students were. I mean, oh, I they, think. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, Coach. The parents are going, vacation time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, get um, to, I get to move them on and, and stuff. But yeah, it's, it, is, it is one of those things. You, know, you said Christmas and New Year. It is a New Year. And, and, and that's, that's the way anybody that's really ever thrown themselves into this profession sees it as, you know, August is that new start. That's and, exactly right. And you get, you know, all the, all the old stuff, you know, all the old hassles and stuff like that are kind of swept back that you, you had a, you had a chance to get your breath, catch your breath, retool, reset, kind of, okay, this worked, this didn't work. So now I'm going this way and let's roll. Yeah. And you know. thanks coach. Yeah. I mean, the way I feel right now is just, I get chills just thinking about all that just took place that first day. And I had a blast being there, um, watching the kids. Let's talk, talk uh, share with our listening audience a little bit. What can we expect that's different this year? And there's this really cool um, word called phonics. And 
Everything old is new again. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, this is something that's coming back, right? Absolutely. So, um, and, and in some ways, in some classrooms, it did not leave. Um, but in some classrooms, it did leave. Um, if you look at kind of um, where we've been in, in reading instruction, really as a nation, you can uh, look through some historical um, – Historical data, thank you. Um, some historical um, paths that we've taken between phonics and whole language. And there are um, multiple, I can put on my instruction hat and talk about the multiple layers um, and the science of reading. But what what I noticed in Murray County, um, for those of you who do not know, I have worked in Murray County for, for over 11 years. Um, so this is not something that I just walked in to the superintendency and said, this is what I want to start. What I've noticed is the lack of phonemic awareness, um, which is the building block of all reading. You know, um, when we talk to students about sounding words out, there is an explicit way of teaching how how words are created, how they're the etymology of words, but also how certain letters sound, certain letters sound when they're together. And I know that sounds very basic, but we had moved away from that. Um, and that was something that I was trying to bring back into the uh, special education department um, through various programs, um, but but with really explicit reading intervention materials. So when I was given this opportunity and, and you know, was looking at the budget and, and looking at our achievement scores, um, thinking about how we are going to absolutely move the needle with our uh, reading scores, especially at lower elementary, because let's face it, it becomes harder and harder to learn how to read the older you become. As your brain develops, uh, again, there's, there's all sorts of scientific research for all of this, but as your brain develops, it becomes more difficult. It's much more difficult to teach a, an, a 17-year-old to read than a 7-year-old to read. Mm -hmm. That's just the way our Makes brain sense. is formed. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, having a, a K through 4 explicit phonics program became really paramount to me. Yeah. Teaching the younger ones, there's not as much distraction or as many weeds to wade through as, as an older student. You know, they, they've already been, you know, as an older student, they've already been exposed to a whole bunch of other things that may or may not be helpful to them as far as reading and, and stuff. Uh, I and remember growing up that learning how to sound words out or code words, I ended up, I, I would look at a word, have no clue what it meant, what it sounded like, or what. It, but I did know how to code it out or to to sound it out. And all of a sudden, oh, I've heard that word now. Absolutely. Then you can use your and context then, clues to figure then, out what it means yeah, and, and, it and where it fits and, right. and, and what that etymology is. But, but there is, I mean, obviously the science of reading, there's... You know, when you talk about teaching, there's an art of teaching, and that's kind of how we started this program. We talked about the art of teaching. People are called into, I believe, let me preface that, <laughs> I believe people are called into this profession. And there's an art of teaching. There's an art of building relationships with students and getting them through um, content. But then there's also, you know, we cannot neglect the science of teaching. And, and the science of teaching tells us about how synapses in your, in your brain, um, how those loops are created, um, how those patterns and, and uh, your formative years form, how you're able to learn and, and push forward, how you're able to generalize skills. We have a lot of students who can do great things in the classroom, but they can't generalize that skill to the outside world. 
So looking at that, looking at the science of that, again, um, an explicit phonics program became very, very important to me. Um, so uh, luckily with this year's budget, I was able to um, express that to my school board, um, all of which um, they were excited about and, and wanted to, to help me with that. And we made sure that we put it in the budget. So we, um, we have purchased a really, really um, detailed and explicit phonics program K through four, and then we have a, a companion program five through eight. So the students who um, may have missed that or may need that now will have that intervention available to them. But as far as core inter- instruction, K through four will be using, um, they have to use the state mandated curriculum, which in Murray County is wonders. Um, but as a companion to that, they will be doing an explicit phonics program K through four across the board. So I'm really excited about that. Again, we've got to go slow to go fast. Um, I know that there are a lot of listeners right now who are just like, well, what is she going to do about scores? What is she going to do about scores? And, and that is a valid, um, very important question. Um, but right now, when I look at the scope and breadth of what is before me, I have to focus on reading K through four because that's where the magic happens. It does. So it may not be an immediate. Mm-hmm. But um, I guarantee you it will create progress down the road. You know, phonics, we had it when I was young. And I believe it helped me be the king of the spelling bee in sixth grade because it it really had me understand, like you were talking about, Coach, putting those pieces together and knowing how to how it really worked out, you know, the even the lettering. And so, so many things in phonics were good back in the day, and I'm so happy to hear that it's back in the mainstream and it's back in schools. It's really exciting to know that something from the past has come back up because it really worked. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, I may not be here to see the, I'm not going anywhere that I know of, but um, I may not be able to see all the fruits of that labor. But uh, another thing that I, that I put in, in the email that, that you mentioned is, you know, you don't eat the fruit the day you plant the tree. So I've got to plant these seeds and hope that my staff will will water them, will cultivate them, and that the fruit from these trees will will be what Murray County lives on and and is is sustained by in the future. Yeah, that's that's my goal always as a teacher. Um, whether I was a high school teacher when I moved to the elementary level, when I moved into special education, your goal as an educator of any kind is to teach somebody a life skill that will um, promote them to be a contributing member of society in in years that that you don't even see them. Right. Yeah, I like you know one of the things you said you got to slow down to speed up. Uh, one of the things that I, I kind of like the old idea about phonics is, yes, it does take time to teach these kids how to uh, decode these words in a sense mm-hmm. and sound it out and send it out and stuff like that. But once they catch it, you know, it's kind of like building a house. It takes you three or four weeks to build the foundation, but you can build the house in a week. Absolutely. Because once you get the foundation set, but if you don't get that foundation right, the rest of the house is going to collapse. Yeah. Before, That's exactly right. The, so, the framing is the quick part. Yeah, so we've got to get this this foundation set. And, and believe me, 
your test scores are going to go up because I can actually read the question. Absolutely. And, I can mm-hmm. figure and, what this question's asking me. I, I, I've never believed it, that our kids are not smart enough. What we've had the problems is understanding the question. Absolutely. A lot of time, and, or how to and as the a um, as a former biology and chemistry teacher, um, you know I've lived I've lived many lives. I've been in public education for about thirty years, and I've lived many lives. But my non readers in biology and chemistry, it wasn't that they couldn't do the lab or understand the concept or see the building. You know, I look at biology and you see the building blocks of of life, starting with the cell and moving into you know full um, full human body or whatever. Um, full organism status, but being able to read those scientific words, being able to think about what, because all of those words have origins, usually in Greek and Latin, um, but they all follow the rules of phonics. They fo- they follow the rules of how letters together makes make certain noise or make yeah make certain noises make certain sounds. So um, like I said, I um, I hope to eat from the fruit of that tree, um, but. I just feel like it's incumbent on me to build that foundation. So I'm very excited, very excited that the school board stood behind me and said, absolutely, this is what we want. Um, because again, buying a K through four program is, is never, uh, cheap. Um, but again, some of the sins of our past have been, um, not, not really putting our money where our mouth is in our budget as far as instruction. So that's what I stand for. You said something in that paragraph also, and I'd like to paraphrase it here. <laughs> keep moving, teachers. Basically, I think you were talking to teachers. You said, keep moving forward, checking for understanding and lost sheep, and be sure that all are moving with you. I like that because you're saying, don't let one fall behind. Bring the whole team forward, the whole classroom forward. I love that concept, that thinking, and that message that you gave to the, the uh, teachers and the staff. And the, and, and that that's going to be our motto this year, uh, Jack, is we are going to move forward. We're not – we can't be mired in what has happened um, in, our, in our past. We have to push forward forward. But you can only push forward. You can only lead if you have followers. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep looking back to make sure you got somebody following you, whether that's a student, whether that's in my position, uh, you know, central office staff or principals or assistant principals in every area of Murray County Public Schools, again, across every department. And and whether you're in, you know, whether you're at Marvin Wright or whether you're at Mount Pleasant, um, you have to you have to look at your data and you have to analyze where you've been but then you have to make the decision to push forward you can't get mired down in well you know we only had 29% proficiency in fourth grade reading or whatever we have to move forward and and that's what i'm about and that's what i'm pushing forward um yes we have we have some things you know there's always cleanup um, but, you know, we received last year's scores. We've analyzed them, um, you know, to what Mr. Lyle said earlier, you know, as a teacher or, or really anywhere in instruction, you have to look at your data. You have to decide, hey, what did I, what did I not teach well? What did the kids not learn? But then you got to move forward. you got to change mm-hmm. and move forward. And change is hard. We all know. Change is hard, especially when it's not your idea. But... We have to change, and we have to push forward. So that is my motto this year, uh, both as a leader and as a teacher. I like that. I mean, that is just setting the precedence for a great school year. 
Well, we're going to have to go to break. I think maybe I might be a little bit early on the break. Um, but we're going to go ahead and go to break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more of some of the things going on in our district and get some updates on other things around Murray County Public Schools. So we'll be back with Lisa Ventura, Superintendent of Murray County Public Schools, after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Financial is a full-service family financial planning firm. What we mean by that is we will work with young clients, assisting them with budgeting and Roths, young families with college planning, life and disability insurance, older clients as they bring in 401k rollovers and seek advice for estate and tax planning. And finally, our elderly clients when it comes to the distribution phase of their retirement plan and long-term care options. This is Daisy Cook with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you're having a tough time or thinking about suicide, you're not alone. And there's hope. VA's Veterans Crisis Line has responders who listen and help. Many are veterans or have veteran family members and friends, so they're prepared to address your challenges. Don't wait. Dial 988, then press 1. 
This is Heidi Hedrick, senior basketball player and captain at Santa Fe Unit School. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, coming at you from Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast. I have with us on the show today, Miss Lisa Ventura, Superintendent of Murray County Public Schools. Thanks for joining us today and giving us an update of all the great things happening and some of the new things happening. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. I can hardly stand it. It is a beautiful day in Murray County. Um, and, and like I said, I, I just could not be more excited. Uh, you know, I know this will not uh, air live, but uh, it is day two, and I'm hearing nothing but good reports. My phone is buzzing with, with great reports coming in from day two, enrollment, registration, buses running. Things are great. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I think the next thing that we wanted to talk about was was staffing. Uh, just to let everybody out there know that uh, yesterday we welcomed 12,482 students. Uh, that is up from last year. Uh, last year on the first day of school, we welcomed 12,176. So we're up a couple hundred students. Uh, those of you who have kindergartners or know people who have kindergartners know that the, the kindergarten number <laughs> is always interesting this time of year. There are many, many factors that go into kindergarten. First of all, uh, when I talk about the 12,482, those are literal heads in buildings. Um, that's the, that's not the enrollment number. The Enrollment number is uh, 13,074. So the difference between those two numbers is is obviously, you know, some people have registered and have moved or have uh, taken a different path, and that's fine. Um, But the, the biggest difference between those numbers is, number one, we stagger kindergarten enrollment. So we don't open schools and say, uh, we're going to take all your five-year-olds. We bring them in in small groups and uh, allow kindergarten teachers to get to know them, allow them to take them as a small group throughout the building to teach them where the cafeteria is, where the front office is, who's your principal, who's your assistant principal, who's your SRO, who do you go to, who's the nurse, who's the, you know, so we take them in small groups. It's a big, scary building. Exactly. For a five-year-old. And some of our buildings are bigger than others, you know. Um, So we allow a staggered kindergarten enrollment. So that is always interesting um, because, you know, our headcounts won't become finalized until next week. Um, so then I'll have a better, really big picture of enrollment. We also have the situation, and I love my parents, but we have situations where, um, you know, people don't know if their kindergartner is ready. Um, so many times they will um, think that they want them back in whatever their pre-K was the year before. Uh, they're in, in the great state of Tennessee, we have compulsory education. However, compulsory education for six years olds is where it starts. So when you have a a five-year-old who has met the birth date of the state law, it is an option whether you bring that child then or whether you wait the extra year. So we have a lot of families that that hold their children out, but then they bring them to preschool and they realize their child's too advanced for pre-K. So there'll be some of our late registrations. Uh, Same thing, the opposite happens. We have a lot of people who bring their child to school thinking, oh, they're ready for kindergarten. And a week or two in, they say, oh my gosh, my child's not mature enough. Or um, And and we'll wait for maturity. We, We 
don't expect every child to come in the exact same way, but parents do have that choice to withdraw their child. So the kindergarten numbers, um, it's hard to get a firm number until we're rolling. Um, So that's kind of the discrepancy in those numbers. Um, And and again, every family is different. Everybody has to make different choices. And, um, you know, kindergarten's a big deal. We also have parents who are really reluctant to believe that their child's school age. And once everybody else starts leaving the playground, they'll come to us and say, well, shoot, I should have registered them in July, but can I still register them? And the answer is absolutely yes. We we take kids anytime. <laughs> I mean, it's our business. So that's kind of the difference in the numbers. Um, just to give you a staffing update, and I'll let you ask me a question in a minute. I just realized. Oh, you're good. Probably Keep hogging going. the microphone. Oh, you're excellent. Um, but just I'm to give it. you some, uh, some staffing numbers, um, last week we welcomed 1,761 staff members. Um, we do have some 12-month employees, but as most people realize, uh, the bulk of our employees are 10 and 11 months. So um, everybody's back. Everybody's on you know, in place, uh, not in place as far as openings, but we have 1,761 current employees. Uh, we do have some openings. So, um, you know, if you if you know anybody who wants to work for the schools, we still have some educational assistant openings. Um, we have some instructional co- coach openings. We have 29 teacher openings. And I feel really bad. I was talking to a reporter yesterday and said we had 21. And we did have 21 yesterday. And guess what? We got some resignations and we're at 29. Um, so again, that's something that I can't control when people um, resign. I know, um, you know, I had I had a family reach out to me, uh, an elementary family who went to open house who was a little disappointed when they got there and realized that we didn't have a second grade teacher ready for their child. Um, but unfortunately, that person had just resigned. So we're working hard to fill those. Uh, the bulk of our 29 openings are math positions and special education positions. But there are a few outliers out there. So if you know anybody who's math certified... Let me ask this. In comparison, last year, oh. we comparison, we're in great shape. Great compared shape. To last last year. year, we were in we were in a triple digit. Uh, we were yeah. we were over a hundred vacancies uh, in teaching. So yeah. um, to be down to a third of that number is huge. Uh, same thing with classified and um, and our, our more clerical jobs and and support staff. Um, we are only missing three. Uh, interventionists right now, and we are missing about seven educational assistants. Um, you know, last year, again, we were in double, triple digits in classifieds. So um, we are still missing 10 bus drivers. Uh, however, last year, if you will remember, at the beginning of the year, we were we were closing routes, we were running double routes. Um, with only having 10 bus driver openings right now, we are able to cover that with office staff. These are people who have their CDL. Don't worry, we're not putting just anybody behind a bus. These are CDL licensed um, but they've they've moved into um, dispatch roles or uh, other roles within the transportation. I want to say last department. year in transportation we were like forty bus drivers short. Correct. Correct. Of, like two hundred. So again, to cut that down is huge, and and you know I think that's why I do have more pep in my step um, because I do have more adults taking care of children. So I'm really really excited. Food service uh, also has about ten openings, um, but we are much better equipped at every cafeteria. Um, yesterday, we had, um, we, we served hot lunches across the district. We, the food supply, the food deliveries, you know, last year we also had um, supply chain shortages. 
So this year we've had food delivered and we have people to cook the food and serve the food. And who could ask for anything more, right? Um, you know, um, again, I know this will air later, but uh, last, you know, yesterday we had a, a huge uh, thunderstorm roll up just at lunchtime. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> Power was out uh, at, at all three Mount Pleasant schools. We thought we were going to have to convert to sandwiches and cold lunches, but God was good. The power came back on just in time. Um, so every child had access to a hot meal. So um, again, I couldn't be more excited about the way our first day of school rolled forward. Yeah, that that hot meal is so important to so many students, and and the fact that we were still able to deliver on that is is great. Um, the shortages from last year are gone. We're doing so much better this year. Um, but if you're interested in a position at Murray County Public Schools, Lisa made it clear that we have a few available and they're good positions and they pay well. Visit murrayk12.org and visit the HR section of our website and you'll find all the job postings there. And I think there's a there's a misconception out there, um, you know, in telling the story about the, the elementary. You know, you don't know when people's lives are going to change. You don't know when there's going to be a resignation. Families move. Um, those are our employees moving as well. So please check on that website. If you are interested in working for Murray County Public Schools, check weekly, check monthly, put it in your calendar to check because you never know. We have new students coming. Um, as I said, we're up, you know, 300 students. So we're going to have to hire more support staff. We're going to have to hire more teachers. So just because August is here does not mean that you've missed out on an opportunity to work for Murray County Public Schools. And I can tell you, we'd love to have you. Yeah. And there are still people moving to the area. There are more houses being built. Um, there's still a lot of opportunity at Murray County Public Schools for jobs. So visit murrayk12.org the HR section of our website, and look for your job weekly, as Ms. Ventura suggests. All right, Ms. Ventura, let's talk a little bit about the um, third grade retention, okay? That has been a hot topic over the summer, and we did fairly good. Um, when you think about the numbers, um, we had approximately 1,000 um, third graders, correct? Absolutely. And I'll let you go ahead and share the numbers. I think, overall, it was scary at first, but everybody stepped up and did what needed to be done. Absolutely. I mean, um, whether we agree with, uh, you know, the law is the law and Murray County will follow the law. Yep. So um, we, we could spend a whole day talking about the, um, the pros and cons of the third grade promotion law um, and what other states have seen and all of that good fun stuff. But at the end of the day, we, um, you know, we are, um, we are forced to follow the law and, the way our summer program rolled out, the way our teachers taught with such intentionality over the summer, and that's not easy to do because you know these kids are watching their friends go to the pool and uh, go on vacations and go into Dollywood and, and, and doing different things, and they're in summer school. So um, making it fun but getting the job done was huge, and, and we were very successful in that. Um, we ended up with a 97.7% promotion rate, um, which is uh, huge compared to where we were. Um, as you said, we were over 50% retention at one point. Mm -hmm. um, so to pull that up to um, only having a 2.2% retention is, is fantastic. Go ahead, Mike. I, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, it, it's always been my experience when I was in the classroom, and, and I think it's something that our parents kind of realized this time around, and, and some of our teachers actually, was, you know, when this third grade thing first rolled out, it was kind of like, oh, 
gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And it was a mystery to them. They saw the problem. They all understood the problem, but how am I going to do this? And then once we kind of got into it and said, oh, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And a plan fell into place. An action, you know, an action steps fell into place. And now all of a sudden, oh, I can do this with this. And I have a way to attack this problem. And they did. They did. And that's, yep. and that's exactly why all of a sudden the confidence went up. The, I think that's that was a lot of the problem is that, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, we and always they had froze a plan. Them. In a sense, they kind of froze. Well, the, I'm talking about the parents and the kids realized, you know, they're going into the test. Oh, if I don't pass, if I don't pass this, it was if, 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 if. And then, okay, sure enough, it was, you know, the old psychology, self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> you know, they were afraid they were going to mess up, so they did. Okay, once we got past that, it was kind of like, okay, now we can fix this problem. We can do this. We can do this. And, and that's what they figured out during the summer, during the summer school situation. And we see the, we, we, we see the fruits of that labor. And now the confidence is back yeah, up and, I, and, and I wanna, they can move on. I want to talk a little bit about summer school too, because it was actually an amazing summer for so many students. Um, I have personally talked to parents that said, well, yeah, Elizabeth didn't really want to go, but Elizabeth loved it after she got there and was like, is it over already? And, you know, that we'll, attack plan. Yeah. yeah. That, you, like you said, you, we've had a plan. That's right. We, we've always had a plan because we knew what was coming. Absolutely. The yep. law was passed in, in, in 21. I mean, we, yep. we, this did not take us by surprise. Um, the, the number of, um, of loopholes and pathways within the law, um, I think, um, could have been communicated better. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of it. I, yeah. What yes. I'm saying, they didn't yes. know. They did not know. Yes. How, you know the teachers knew. The, That's right. Know, so, That's right. But the parents didn't. Right. And there was where the panic yes. was. Yes. There was a little bit uh, of panic. Ex- oh, absolutely. There was yeah. panic. And, and, and you know, the, you, know you, you look back on what could we have done better? What could um, lawmakers have done better? What could the media have done better? Um, you know, we're all at, at fault as far as, um, as as how things get communicated, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at the end of the day, our um, now the ninety seven percent is I don't want to say misleading. Ninety seven point seven percent of our students were promoted to the fourth grade. Now of that ninety seven percent, twenty percent of them had to agree to get tutoring while in the fourth grade. Okay. Um, so 77.6% were actually moved from a status of about to be retained to promotion. That's where I say my teachers worked darn hard this mm-hmm. summer. They put together a great summer programming plan. Um, they, again, they knew the task at hand and thought we can make this fun and students can still learn. So hopefully the, um, the message there is, we can, we will, and to Mr. Lyle's point, you know, it, it's like, calm down, we've got a plan, and, and look at what happens when you put your mind to this. So that's very exciting. Um, putting together the tutoring for the 20% is what um, we've worked a little bit this summer on um, and and have different plans. Of course, you know, we didn't get this data until the second week of July to, to know for sure. So um, we are about to cement those plans. I hope to come on this show very soon, tell you exactly what those plans are. Most principals um, have someone within their um, 
within their building who can carve out this time because it becomes part of our response to intervention. Um, it becomes part of our intervention time. Um, there are some schools, uh, Randolph Howell has a higher number. Uh, we might have to look for outside tutors. So um, we're, we're looking at those numbers right now very carefully, seeing who showed back up, uh, who needs what, and um, we will start tutoring by September 11th. So again, um, to have a 77.6% promotion rate is fantastic. Um, to have a full 97.7 promotion rate, with including the tutoring, is great. We'll take yeah. that all day long. That's really good. Um, you know, you were talking a, a little bit earlier about uh, bus drivers, and, I, and I, there's something that is near and dear to me because I have so many friends that I know personally that are bus drivers, and they're driving around with some very precious cargo. Absolutely. So, the most precious cargo. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to switch gears a little bit here on yes. you. Um, and I want to talk about the importance of bus safety. Absolutely. From uh, and, and let's talk about it from two perspectives. Okay. Uh, first, let's talk about it in the in the public realm. If you are listening to this show and you have ever driven by a school bus that was stopped for any reason and did not pump your brakes, shame on you. I'm going to pull out my teacher voice here and yell at you. Um, shame on you. Um, Mike's, Mike's when that um, when that when that bus is slowing down and stopping even before that stop sign comes out. Please sir, please ma'am, let's be cognizant of what is on that bus and what is about to come off of that bus. When that stop sign is out, good gracious, there is no reason to pass that bus. There is nothing more important. There is nothing, unless you are an ambulance driver, I don't give you a pass in any way, shape, form, or fashion because someone's most precious resource is about to get off that bus. Um, And and unfortunately, from a student perspective, um, you know, we teach them bus safety. We all remember the bus drills when we were in school. Whether you rode the bus or not, you had to get on. You learned what the back door did. You learned how to take down the windows. Wow, you're Um, Bring it back some you know, old memory yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Lisa, we I, still I, do that. <laughs> I fully agree with it, but I also want to you know kind of extend that just a little bit. It's also in the morning as they're picking them up because those kids are coming from every direction. You know, oh my god! And the yeah. bus, Absolutely. you know, when, they, when they're getting off the bus, they're coming out of one spot, and, yes. and you can see them coming out. When they're getting on that bus, they are literally coming from every direction, and they don't always pay attention to wind across and stuff like that. So that's, that's correct. Really need and, to be aware, especially in the mornings, because they're the kids are in a hurry. There, there's a lot of times. They're, they're, number one, they're excited to go. Number yes. two, they're probably running behind. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And, Gone and, are the days of the huge yeah. bus stop with a big conglomeration right. of children. So. Parents don't find that very safe. So that is an excellent point because a lot of times when you know when that big yellow bus stops, they're coming out of their homes, they're coming out of their cars, they're coming out of their... We don't know where they're coming from. We have established a stop, but... They're not, there's not 15 yeah. kids standing at that stop. There's 15 kids coming from everywhere Where? to get yeah. on that bus. And, and I can't control that. Especially but when you're 100%. Exactly. You know, they're not going to be standing out there waiting in the rain exactly. or in the cold. They're, right. they're going to be waiting at the house and then they're going to run. That's right. And the beauty of Murray County, the absolute reason that I live in Middle Tennessee is the beauty of Southern Middle Tennessee and the rolling hills and the deciduous trees and all of those become barriers to our vision of where those kids are coming from. Um, you know, kids are coming out of hills and hollers. Some of our, um, our roads are not a full two lanes with yellow lines in the middle. And those are beautiful parts of our country or our, our county, but um, you don't know where those kids are coming from. So that's an excellent point. And, and again, we try to 
to teach children how to get on the bus with safety and where they should be, but I don't have control over their behavior at that moment in time. So when they're getting out of dad's car, when they're coming out of the front porch, when, you know, um, so please, sir, please, ma'am, slow down, take an extra minute. Um, and, and really be cognizant of where that bus is stopped, whether kids are getting on or off. And please keep our most precious resource safe. Couldn't say it any better myself. On our social media at Murray County Public Schools, I have pinned to the top of the page safety pointers. I have the diagram for when to stop for a school bus, which is always um, pretty much. Um, if you're on a two-lane, you stop. Two-lane with paved access between, you stop. The only time you might not have to stop, but you should actually slow down and be cautious because you don't know what the kids are going to do as on a divided highway. But be careful out there, folks. These these are our babies out there running around getting on the school buses, and we need them to get there safe and get home safe. Um, Coach, we've got to go to break. All right, we're going to take another break. I'm here with Superintendent Lisa Ventura and Coach and I, and we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Do you want to give back to an individual with disabilities and help change a life? The Guide Dog Foundation and America's Vet Dogs are seeking volunteers to help raise future guide or service dogs. Puppy raisers provide loving homes for puppies until they are old enough to begin formal training. Help raise an adorable pup into a future guide or service dog for a person who is blind, visually impaired, a veteran, or a first responder. Visit puppy.guidedog.org to learn more. That's guidedog.org. Sponsored by the Guide Dog Foundation. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, 
rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Catch the podcast on thebigyellowschoolbus.com. What a great show. Lisa Ventura, superintendent of Murray County Public Schools. Thank you so much for coming on the Big Yellow School Bus and giving us an update of what's going on in our county, about some of the new things. Um, You know, before the break, we were talking a little bit about buses and safety and everything. So important. I think we all got a little emotional about that because it's near and dear to our heart. We don't want any student not returning from school absolutely or not making it to school absolutely safety Uh, has to be our number one priority. it is a huge number one priority but in that breath also we i I know many of these bus drivers and i would like to promote the fact that the bus driving is a great position how many hours a week you want to tell our listening audience a little bit about what bus drivers get absolutely and and again uh just because we only have we only have 10 openings right now. We hire year round for bus drivers. Our starting pay for bus drivers is eighteen forty seven an hour. Um, a bus driver works now. Now, again, it's, it's a split shift. Um, a bus driver works approximately four hours a day. However, they're paid for a full day. Um, and, and, you know, they, they have to be there in the morning, then they have to come back in the afternoon, but you do have some time free in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick up extra trips, extra trips, uh, you get a stipend for, uh, at your hourly weight rate. So, um, that's an incredible benefit. Some people drive all day and, and, and make a, a healthy wage. So our starting pay is 1847 an hour. However, if you come in with any kind of experience, you know, we have, we have a graded salary, um, schedule. So if you come in with class A experience of any kind, you are much more likely to start at about $20 an hour. Um, that's really will, good. Absolutely. And we will train you to get your CDL. So those of you who are sitting out there thinking, well, I always wanted to get my CDL, but I never did. But we will pay for that training. We will send you. Murray County is blessed to be big enough to have our own CDL training class. Other districts actually use our training class. Uh, so the CDL training is provided. You do get sick days and vacation days. You get a full complement of insurance benefits. So your health insurance, dental insurance, we have a vision plan. Um, all Hold of the those bus. Things. Hold the bus. Yes. Full insurance. Absolutely. Murray County is blessed. We pay 100% of an employee's insurance package. That's huge. Um, now, 
obviously there's a cost if you're bringing yeah, your family, but your individual insurance as an employee, we pay 100%. Wow. So um, that is a huge, huge benefit that we are able to do. And if you happen to be on a family plan or whatever, they pay what you would have, what they would have paid for the individual. All you've got to pay for is the difference. Right. That's correct. And so that's, that's, correct. that's, and we again, offer- that's huge when you're looking at having to insure two or three people on one salary. You know that 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 smaller exactly that, that, smaller that is a great exactly. great it is a huge to... huge benefit that we offer to all of our employees, but especially to bus drivers. Um, with our new salary schedule, there is uh, a three percent raise uh, for bus drivers built in every year. So um, you know next year we the eighteen forty seven you will make more than that guaranteed. Right. Um, so it is competitive. Um, one of the things that um, when I first took this job. We were in the middle of a salary study and offering competitive wages in all areas um, was was paramount to me and the school board at that time. And we were able to get that passed. Um, and I think bus drivers uh, really reap the benefits of that all, across all areas. Um, our lowest paid employee right now, uh, the lowest hourly rate you can make as a Murray County Public Schools employee is $14.62. That's very competitive. Um, those are typically our part-time food service people. Um, some, you know, other job classifications, but um, there are very few people in that job classification. But that is a competitive wage in Murray County uh, for part-time work and for full-time work. And again, all of those jobs offer insurance, vacation days, uh, sick days, um, paid. So um, I think that's a huge, and huge as your benefit. experience and responsibility level increases, so does the pay. That's you know, that, exactly. Again, keep that in mind. 3% that, annual That, that was something that used to be a problem. That's it's, correct. That's, exa- that's exactly what we used to hire people in, and they'd sit at the same price point for a very long time, and we no longer do that in any area in Murray County Public Schools. So very excited about that. Um, for those of you also, just while we're on the bus driver topic, we always need substitute bus drivers. Again, we're giving them sick days. We're giving them vacation days. Um, or they're earning. I shouldn't say we're giving. They earn sick days and vacation days. But we need people who are willing to maybe drive a bus twice a month. If, if you're not willing to give us full time, that is fine. We are always looking for substitute bus drivers as well. So please, sir, please, ma'am, if you're sitting here listening to this and you've ever thought about getting your CDL, now's the time. Come see us at uh, www. MurrayK12.org. Visit MurrayK12.org, the HR page. Um, lots of opportunities. Um, the wage increases and everything you've done since you become on board as our superintendent have really helped in the retention and recruitment for our, our employee base, uh, which is really evident this year. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about before we go to shout outs, which we're going to this squeeze those in. This is a huge shout out, really. It is. It is. <laughs> I want to talk about our community partners, and there's one that really stands out to me. Um, and Lisa, I'm just going to let you say it because they did so much to help out in the last couple of weeks. And they have for years and years and years. Uh, just a huge shout out to the Wolf family uh, who runs our McDonald's. Um, the McDonald's throughout Murray County have always come through for us, whether it is new teacher orientation providing breakfast. They provided breakfast for every single teacher, uh, over 900 breakfasts for two days in a row uh, last week when we welcomed them back in. Um, They provided free ice cream to every student who had perfect attendance at the end of each week during summer school. Um, So 
it's just amazing when you reach out to the Wolf family, when you just stop by a McDonald's, they are there for this community in so many ways, but they are a huge part of the Murray County Public Schools family. And, and we could not be prouder to partnership with them. Um, when, when just as a, as an aside, and I know my time is getting short in this segment, but, good. um, they provide, um, work sites for students with disabilities. When you walk into a McDonald's very often, your, uh, your tomatoes, your lettuce, uh, your, you know, your buns are being put together by students with disabilities throughout the community. Yes. They have never said no. When, when employees can't afford uniforms to start, they're providing. So please, sir, please, ma'am, stop by McDonald's. Um, thank them for us and just know how much we truly appreciate them. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Gina and Wolf for everything you do for our community. So that's a great shout out to transition to our shout outs. So I hope you have another shout out that you'd like to give Lisa because you're up next on shout outs. All right. I'm obviously I am I am super blessed to have over 1700 staff members and, and I would be remiss if I did not just give them a huge shout out. But just in staying with the theme of community partners, um, we had multiple people who donated bikes for students uh, who participated in the summer program. And, and I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, the Murray Regional Foundation, Dr. Krista Martin, Kona Ice, The Well, Ooh La La, Needle and Grain, Jan and Mickey McKeel, Heritage Bank and Trust, Parks Motor Sales, and Anne Lacey Lawrence, who all gave, some of them gave multiple bikes. They were amazing. What a great shout out. These people really stepped it up and we had some really happy, smiling faces receive bikes for perfect attendance. And parents got perfect attendance rewards too from the Mule House. Tickets to a bunch of different concerts. Coach, do you have a quick shout out? Yeah, I just uh, a group that's near and dear to my heart since I'm recently retired and stuff. To our teachers and our teachers' aides, you are the frontline warriors of this uh, of this effort, and we, you know, I want to give a shout out as you as you start the year. Uh, wish you the best year uh, possible, and to quote a famous, you know, Krista McAuliffe, our our teacher in space. Remember, you touch the future, you have an impact. Let's go get them. Absolutely. Great Let's go shout- get them. Great shout outs, guys. Do we have any time left? You got about 30 seconds. Okay, my shout out's going to be short and sweet because he's sitting right here in the studio with us. I want to shout out to Coach Mike Lyle, a retired teacher at Murray County Public Schools, always there for us, always helpful, and always on my, next to me, beside me on the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Thank That's you. It. That's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank Superintendent Lisa Ventura for coming in today. Coach and me, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hello, class. I'm from the Tennessee Lottery and your professor for the next 30 seconds. So where do proceeds from playing the Tennessee Lottery go? If you answered education, you're at the top of your class. The Tennessee Lottery has raised more than $7 billion for education programs like Hope Scholarships, Tennessee Promise, and much more. Now for some easy homework, go to tnlottery.com and see how the Tennessee Lottery helps students. In honor of the dog days of summer, I've asked my best friend to tell you a little bit about the new August Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Take it away, Buster. (coughs) Wow, Buster says there are four new games to choose from. And you can win up to $1 million. (coughs) Wow, I can't repeat that on the radio. Sorry, he just saw a squirrel. Gather up all your best friends and play the new August Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM.